In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. on two allegations of pornography inside of the classroom, a Klein Collins high school teacher has been fired and will face charges after allegedly broadcasting a pornographic video to students in the middle of class. KPRC2's Rochelle Turner has a reaction from parents and more on these allegations. Parents were shocked and didn't even know this happened. Others said the teacher was a great person and the situation is unfortunate. Former Klein Collins High School teacher Kevin Welchell has been fired and is now facing a charge for display of harmful material to a minor. The district says he accidentally showed porn to a classroom full of students. That is something that is very, very unprofessional, something that is very inappropriate, something that should not have happened, period. He was an excellent teacher. Our children loved him, so it's really unfortunate that this happened, hopefully somehow it'll work itself out. I spoke to attorney Court Akers about the charge Wilchell is facing. Based on the facts we have, uh, this is a class A misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in jail. It's a, it's a defense to this that if he had, uh, the only intent he had was scientific or educational, but based on the facts we have, I don't think this material is going to cut that. We tried speaking to Wilchell at his home, but no. Odd first. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the problem with this country right now. <clears throat> that is the problem with this country right now. Too many pedophiles, not enough punishment. Let me say that again. Too many pedophiles, not enough punishment. Now, I was having a conversation with somebody this morning. It said back when I was in school, we used to have campaigns in school to keep people from getting pregnant. We used to have campaigns to keep people away from drugs. We used to have campaigns to be able to spot a pedophile or somebody that was preying on your children at school. And in 2022, we have the exact opposite. We have campaigns to impregnate people. We have campaigns to sexualize children. We have campaigns where drugs are okay if you are experimenting. And as long as you're shooting up in, a, in an approved facility... Well, then everything is okay. We are living in an upside-down clown world. And if you don't think that Satan is orchestrating every bit of it, then I feel that you are in a losing battle. Because 
one of the most, one of the priorities of battle is to know your enemy. If you don't know your enemy, you can never win. Thank the good Lord for people like you. Thank the good Lord for people like Real America's Voice News. Thank the good Lord for people out there who are willing to fight, fight, fight. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fighter today, share this video with a friend. Share it on your social media. Do not be afraid. And here's another thing. Do not be afraid to publicly shame somebody who you know is a pedophile. Do not be afraid to publicly and very loudly say that it is wrong to kill babies. Do not be afraid to stand up for what God ordains on this planet. It is your responsibility. It is your duty. And if you're afraid to do it, or you just won't do it, then you are guilty by association. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Call these people what they are. Call them out. Stand up against evil. And I promise you, we will prevail. We are winning so much, people don't even see how much winning is happening because they're too preoccupied with the mainstream media. And I'll go ahead and say it right here, right now. So many people who call themselves patriots and so many people who say the the term fake news still watch fake news every single day of their lives. You wouldn't believe how many people that I know that know the news is fake and still watch it as fact. It blows my mind. And whether they're afraid to get away and, 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 and afraid to exercise change, whether it's they're naive or whether it's they're hypocrites, you need to draw a red line in the sand somewhere and you need to fight back. Folks, you are locked and loaded here on Live from America today on this April 21st, year of our Lord, 2022. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire. It's a blessing to be here, and I'm a fighter. Are you? Ask yourself that today. And if you do not feel that you are doing enough, reach out to me, reach out to my producer, reach out to somebody in our Live from America family, and find out the best way for you to get involved. Thank you very much, Holly. I see RMA Apparel saying, love the shirt. Folks, this is the Pledge of Allegiance in the style of an American flag. And we have this not only um, in adults coming, but we have this in children's shirts right now. You can order this for your child right now from toddler all the way up to 14 years old. And you can send your children to school in this right now and let them know hands off my kid. Just seeing the Pledge of Allegiance on a shirt will let a teacher know, hands off my kid, keep your heads out of their pants. Amen? If you guys could do me a favor and do your round of sharing as I get to the verse of the day, I would very much appreciate it. While you're doing that, while you're sharing the crap out of this video, let me say hello to Carla Reynolds watching on Rumble. Let me say hello to Alicia Wida watching on Rumble. Let me say hello to Sherem watching on Rumble. Kelly Good to see you, Jatfish, watching on Rumble. Larry Reha, my brother from another mother. How you doing, man? Iris, Hannah Aguilar, God bless you, and thank you for being here. S.L. Holmes, thank you for being here. Holly, hello, thank you for being here. Victoria, God bless you, I appreciate you being here. Scotty, 17, hello. Denise, hello. Big shout out to Corn Pop. Love those folks from Illinois. Big shout out to Donnie C. Big shout out to Amanda Collins. All checks for the Slurp Fund have been sent out this week. So everything that we get from today through the rest of the week will go for replenishing the Slurp Fund and as well making sure that we continue to keep Elisha right here on Life from America because we don't want him going anywhere. Uh, I want to jump over to Getter real quick and say hello to our Getter family because we can never, ever, ever forget everybody who's watching across these platforms. A.S. Mart, how you doing? Anna from California, good to see you. Thomas Hamaker, thank you for joining in today, my brother. Christy Burns, God bless you. 
Trump 45 for me. God bless you. Thank you. Heidi uh, Heidi Pfeiffer. God bless you. Thank you. Big shout out to Snapdragons, one of our youth watching here on Live from America. Big shout out to Heather Hraddick. God bless you. It was a great honor meeting you in Arkansas, and I hope things are going a little bit better for you and your inner struggles. I know God is waiting for you. Kim from Oklahoma, good to see you. Jeff Pools from Michigan, and God bless. I'd like to give a big shout out to Nolan Wallace watching on the LFA producer page. If anybody still has a Facebook page, I do not. But if you do, go and look up LFA producer today. Follow the page. Share the videos from there as well. I don't care where and how you share them. We'd like to direct everybody back to our Rumble family, but if that's the only place to do it, then by all means, please share, share, share. That's the most important thing that you can do. And right now we have the highest shares on our Facebook page, well, on, on the Live from America uh, producer fake, uh, Facebook page than we've ever had. So I want to thank you. Let's go to the Lord now because this morning's newsletter is very personal to me. And I hope it's very personal and, and just as important to all of you. And to, this morning I titled it, End Abortion Now, Destroy Roe v. Wade. End Abortion Now and Destroy Roe v. Wade. What a blessing life is, isn't it, folks? Especially the life of a child. I have often said on this program, and I'll stand by it today, nothing, not even overturning the fraudulent election, is more important to me than ending Roe v. Wade and saving our children. Anyone who wants to kill, molest, or sexualize a child is a pedophile and a murderer, period. There is no in-between, there is no other side of the coin, and there is no other opinion that I'm willing to hear or have a discussion about. If you are willing to kill, molest, or sexualize a child, then you are a, a murderer and a pedophile, period. Verse of the day today comes from King David himself, Psalm 127, 3 through 5. And this right here is all you need to know about how precious God thinks children are. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward to us from Him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. But the very first part of, the, of that verse, children are a gift from the Lord and they are a reward, a reward to us from him is all I need to know. If you kill a baby, you're a murderer. If you have sex with a child, you're a pedophile. And both deserve the wrath of Almighty God. Amen? If you agree, share the video. Let's get to my comments on these verses. Too often, children are seen as liabilities rather than assets. But the Bible calls children, quote, a gift from the Lord, a reward from God. We can learn a valuable lesson from their inquisitive minds and their trusting spirits. Those who view children as a distraction or a nuisance should instead see them as an opportunity to shape the future. We dare not treat children as an inconvenience when God values them so incredibly highly. You don't know what a child will grow up to be. You don't know how special God made them unless you give them a chance at life. Regardless of what skills and gifts God gives them, they deserve a chance at life because it's God's will. There is no greater horror than killing a child. Trust me, I've been there. I've been part of an abortion once, and it's by far the worst decision I've ever made in my entire life, and I've made some doozies. It's a slap in the face to our loving creator. Let's continually... Publics, let's continue to publicly shame the idea of baby killing. And maybe, just maybe, we can change a few minds on our way to completely abolishing Roe v. Wade. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I also ended it with a footnote that said, Please share 
and forward this email to five people. That is our new goal for the newsletters. We have 12,000 people on the newsletter, but we've never had more than 40% of those people open those newsletters. These are just as, if not more important than Live from America itself, because this is an opportunity for you to spread the gospel. Thank you very much, and Godspeed. That was a very powerful newsletter this morning. And I can tell you this, there are people watching right now, men and women, who have also been part of an abortion and are not proud of it. There are men and women watching right now that have had miscarriages and who wish they could raise a child while other people are throwing them in dumpsters. We need to change this. If we do not change this, every other thing that we're fighting for is a moot point and nothing will ever be fixed ever again. You cannot continue to slap God in the face by killing babies and then ask him to bless our nation. It does not work that way. So for the love of God and for the love of our children, please, please let people know that this is wrong. And do not let somebody in a conversation tell you with confidence and pride that they are pro-choice. Call it what it is, murder. Period. There's nothing else to say. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats if you will. And let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And folks, you know what the theme is on Life from America this year. It's joy. How can we spread joy if we are allowing people in our country to kill babies at such a high rate? It does not happen. You cannot put the two of those together. And I think we'll leave it right there because you know how I feel. Now, before we get the show started today, I do want to direct your attention, if I can, to JeremyHarrell.com. Let's go there real quick right now. Let's remove the lower third so people can see the entire screen. There you go, folks. Let's jump over there. As you can see, we got some pop-ups that come up here on Live from America. One of the new pop-ups that you will see and you may not see it on this uh, go around right here, but there's all our new items. There's the young, there's the kids t-shirts right there. But folks, if you spend $100 on Live from America, on the online store, you get a free Live from America t-shirt. If you spend $200 on the Live from America store, you get a free Live from America hoodie. And it will pop up as soon as you hit those benchmarks as to what size and color that you want. Also, the new Brave American products. You can go right to JeremyHarrell.com and you can click right over today to the new Brave American as well as Mike Lindell. And it's a one-stop easy shop with the promo code. X as well as the uh, the Brave American. Here's some of the other items that I did not show you. The Circle Outdoor Wooden Handmade Beautiful Home Decor. And remember to use that promo code LFA for everything as every little bit helps this show, okay? So I just want to direct your attention there real quick before we get to the first and foremost section of the day. Please lift your cups up as we slurp slurp to get ready for the show. Here we go. No, we do not have the pledge shirts for adults yet, but that is coming. That is coming. We wanted to get the kids' shirts out first. First and foremost section of the day. You ready? I'm ready. Who's ready to rumble? You ready to put the pedal to the metal? You ready to save this country? You ready? You shared your video. You've got everybody here that was going to be here. Then here we go. Right now. Fake news. The fake news strikes again. The fake news strikes again, folks. But let me just tell you something. The good thing about the situation that we find ourselves in today, the good things about the, the environment that we find ourselves in today is that fake news can no longer brainwash people for months on end. Fake news can no longer brainwash people for a year or years on end. 
Why? Because of people like you, because of people like me, because of networks like Real America's Voice News, because of people like Steve Bannon, because of fighters out there who will not roll over and die. Meaning that if it wasn't for the existence of this kind of a show, then we would not be able to get the truth out there to you. And you would believe for months that what you saw on the fake news is true. That's what got us to where we are today. And I want to thank God Almighty for giving us the opportunity to be able to do this. And if it wasn't for the late, great Rush Limbaugh, I would not exist. Amen? R.I.P. to Rush Limbaugh. What am I talking about? Well, there's a new, you'll see a new uh, interview out there with President Trump and Pierce Morgan. Now, if you remember, Pierce Morgan actually was a contestant on Trump's show back when Trump was in reality TV. And I believe Pierce Morgan got fired by Trump. I'm not sure because I really never watched the show, The Apprentice, but he was a contestant on The Apprentice. Now, Fox News, out of all people, are you ready for this? Fox News is funding Pierce Morgan to get his name back out there as... Somebody interesting to watch. Fox News, by the way, is doing this. Now, the fake news that strikes again, I'm about ready to show you right now. And then we will talk about this incredibly fake and edited, very edited promo that was put out by Pierce Morgan, funding of Fox News, and it was so fake. Same thing they tried to do to him on 60 Minutes. Check this out. Okay, Piers, I'm ready. A former president in denial. I'll be completely straight to your I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. It was a free and fair match. You lost. Only a fool would think You that. think I'm a fool? I do now, yeah. With respect. Excuse me. Okay, with respect. The legacy. The hard evidence. Excuse me. The most explosive interview of the year. I don't think you're real. It's, I'm, it's just, I'm not like Very dishonest. Let's finish up the interview. Morgan versus Turn Trump. Turn the camera off. Very dishonest. Only on Talk TV. Now, you know what they did right there, folks? By the way, Fox News is putting this money behind him to be on talk TV, which is another ridiculous loser nobody cares about uh, platform. But anyway, what they showed you in that promo was Pierce arguing with President Trump, basically, quote, calling him out over his rhetoric of the election. And then it shows President Trump walking away from the interview because he could not handle being taken to task on his, quote, false claims that the election was stolen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the good news. And the good news is, if it wasn't for the, the intelligence of President Trump to record this thing on his own, President, look, I'm gonna just tell you something right now. President Trump learned already. Do not let the fake news have the upper hand. So President Trump, once again, once again, recorded the entire interview, the audio, And then President Trump said, no, you're not going to put this promo out there. You're not going to make the world believe that you actually got me in an interview and I got so upset that I had to get up and leave. It never happened. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, that was so fake, so edited, and so spliced that the the discussion about the, um, the election didn't even happen in the last five minutes of the interview. It wasn't what led up to President Trump leaving. It wasn't what led up. They, made it, they want the world to believe that Pierce Morgan got Trump and it got your moment and Trump couldn't take it and he got up and walked away and stormed off. That's not what happened. That's not what happened in the slightest. In the slightest. Let's read a little bit about this. It's a complete lie, by the way. So I want to give you the facts before you start seeing things shared on Facebook and social media and going, what the heck is this? It's all a lie. Trump is a genius when it comes to to using the laser pointer at the cats in the, in the uh, fake news realm. Here we go. As reported by Christina Layla, President Trump sat down for a one-on-one interview with Pierce Morgan. The full 75-minute interview will air on April 25th on Pierce's Uncensored on Talk TV at 8 p.m. Eastern. This was funded by Fox News, by the way. Morgan's team released a 30-second clip promo yesterday. The audio appears to show President Trump walking off, walking out of the explosive interview after a back and forth with Pierce over the stolen election. 
However, later in that day, President Trump and his team released the full audio of the event. Evidently, Morgan's team deceptively edited the, edited the clips together to make it as nasty as possible for Trump and to drive up the ratings for Morgan's new show that nobody cares about. Now, I have the full seven minutes, the full audio of the final seven minutes of the interview, and it's actually on SoundCloud. Now, the full audio shows Trump ended the interview discussing his hole-in-one, not the election. And it was very cordial. And they were laughing. So it never happened the way that they are trying to promote it as. They're just trying to drive up ratings. They're just going to make a lot of people very unhappy. There's going to be a lot of pink hat, screaming at the sky, uh, self-cutting liberals out there who are freaking out about this. And they're going to share it everywhere. And then they're going to watch it. and They're going to be disappointed. Because that's all it is. It's one big disappointment for them. The two did not discuss the election in the final five minutes of the show, which they'll have you believe. Now, I'm not going to play the audio, but if you go to SoundCloud and you type in audio of Donald Trump interview with Pierce Morgan, you'll find it. And listen to it for yourself. None of what you just saw happens the way you just saw it happen. None of it. It's all a lie. It's all fake. Now, 60 Minutes tried doing this with President Trump, and look how that worked out for them. President Trump also videotaped the entire thing and then put it out before they could even put out their interview. Means dro- it drove down the ratings so that 60 Minutes got next to nothing. It was like a CNN barbecue full of pedophiles out there. Nobody showed up and nobody cared. Same thing is going to happen here. So big, big shout out to President Trump. It looks like um, Julie got to meet Project Veritas last night. I'm assuming you mean um, James O'Keefe in Hanover. Um, that's great. I'm glad he was here. We need more people to come to, Han- to, uh, to Dartmouth. Uh, Dartmouth is about 30 minutes from where I live. And trust me, we got a lot of brainwashed, know-nothing liberals that live around here. And a lot of them have money. And if they don't live around here, then they're sent here from somewhere else. Long story short, fake news strikes again. But thanks to people like President Trump and thanks to people like myself and other truth, uh, truth givers out there and people like you who are willing to share it to the, to the entire world, no longer will you be able to brainwash anybody longer than a day. Okay? Um, sound, uh, SoundCloud audio of Donald Trump interview with Pierce Morgan. Somebody asked for it. There you go. You can also go, I believe the Gateway Pundit has it. And I believe Revolver.News also has it, okay? Um, Now I want to move on from that because I just wanted to make sure. This is going to be shared around everywhere today, guys. Don't fall for this. Don't fall into the trap. Don't give it your time of day. Do not watch it. Don't give it the view. Don't give it the like. Don't give it the share. Don't give it your attention. It's false. It's fake. And it's fabricated. Amen? Moving on. Here we go. I want to go to the state uh, to the city of Chicago real quick because I've been talking about fighters lately. I've been talking about how we're waking up lately. I've been talking about how people have had enough and people are finally getting brave enough to get in the faces of these corrupt politicians and hold them accountable. Now, it's not happening. It's not happening near the, the amount that it needs to happen, but it is happening and we're going to highlight it when it does happen because Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot the mayor of Chicago got taken to task yesterday by a very, very brave Chicago land reporter who said, you know what? I am done. I am sick and tired of being told what to do. I am sick and tired of being told how, what questions I have to ask. And he literally took her to task yesterday and she had no idea. She, he, whatever it is, I don't know what it is. I'll refer to as she because she refers to her as she, but let's go to the video right now. Because I can uh, show you a lot better than I can tell you. Check this out. Every time you have a press conference, you say crime is down. Uh, the economy is booming. Well, that's but not that's not true. But get your question, sir. Across the street, we had a police officer on duty, the victim of a hit and run. We have Michigan Avenue, the magnificent miles now referred to as the mile of fear. The Water Tower Place has thrown the keys back to the lender. They say they don't want to be in Chicago anymore. 
real Chicagoans are asking me, how could you possibly even consider running for re-election as mayor of the city of Chicago after all the harm you've caused? Well, I disagree with you fundamentally, um, and I don't think I need to address any and dignify your comments one second further. Next question. I don't think I need to address your comments one second further. What's the matter, Beetlejuice? You're too afraid? Too afraid to be asked hard questions? Now, where that reporter screwed up is letting her off like that. I would never do that. You would have to take me out of there in handcuffs. Maybe that's the job I should have chosen. Be a reporter out in the field. I don't know. Long story short, we need more spying. Now, he had a little bit of a spy in there and took her to task and said, how could you even think about rerunning for mayor when you've literally destroyed the city? Well, I don't think I need to give your question one. Uh, I think you do. I pay your salary, idiot. You work for me, Beetlejuice. Answer my question or there won't be another question asked or another answer given in this entire press conference. You got what I'm saying? You work for me, loser. Answer my question now or this whole thing goes down. That's what should have happened. Those are the kind of moments that I'm waiting for. But the fact that this mayor could not even give this man the time of day to even give him a spin answer lets you know how afraid they are of you, lets you know how afraid they are of God, and lets you know how afraid they are of losing because they can't even have a civil discussion on disagreements because they know that they'll be taken to the woodshed. What a loser she is. Time to get rid of her in Chicago. Mary says, ugly inside and out. Kayla says, that's a man, I'm telling you. Sincerely, Alyssa says, they avoid answering hard questions. Robbie says, she looks like a real swamp creature. And Terry says, he did insult her. Or was it telling the truth? She doesn't deserve to be mayor, says Barbara Peters. She owes all everybody in Illinois. I didn't get to see that. I'm sorry. Governor Pritzker gets booed every time he, he, he visits downtown. It's hilarious, says Sarah Hampton. How do, these, how do people elect morons like this? Well, I can tell you how. Because the, the Republican Party is weak. That's how. It's weak. Look, I'm going out on a limb to tell you right now that the Republican Party in my county is weak. Weak. Do you want to know how weak the Republican Party is? I'll tell you how. The other day, on Tuesday, after the show, I, went, I, uh, I attended a, uh, a county Republican meeting that we have. And they're struggling to even come up with $650, folks. Now, I know $650 isn't chump change. I get it. But as a party, as a county party, when you are struggling to come up with $650, that's a problem. I guarantee you that the county Democratic Party isn't struggling to come up with $600. Want to know why? Because the Democrats have been able to mobilize and get people together to do things that they need to get done for decades, while the Republican Party has been too busy arguing about what they're going to do internally and then putting their tail between their legs and running away from Democrats who call them racist. That's going to change. That's going to change with me in the building. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because the next county Republican meeting that I go to, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to ask each and every one of each and every person in there, why do you think this Republican Party is so weak? Why do you think we never win? Why do you think everybody looks at us like stray dogs? I'm going to tell you why, because you're all weak. And I know some of them watch this show. You're weak. I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? You're weak. You're too afraid to say the things that need to be said. You're too afraid to stand out there and be what most people would consider radical and say, no, killing a baby is wrong, period. You're a murderer. Having sex with children or thinking about it is pedophilia. And the public school system here for allowing children to change their name from this to that because they think they're transgender is stupid, immoral, and wrong. People are too afraid to say that crap. That's the problem. That's why the Republican Party is weak. I'm sorry I'm getting worked up right now, but that is the way it is. We are never, ever, ever going to take this country back with sunshine and rainbows. I can tell you that right now. It's not going to happen. Either toughen up and get a spine or get the hell out of the party and get out of the way and make room for people who do. Sorry, I get worked up about that, but when I watch weakness, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. That's why we lose. Right there. Again, 
Very, very sorry for the language and very sorry for getting so worked up. But literally, folks, I've had enough of it and I can't stand it anymore. Now, I'm going to go ahead, if I may, and I'm going to give that reporter who took her to task the Smarty Award of the Day. Smarty Award of the Day goes to the reporter who had a little bit of a courage in his back pocket and decided to take it out. But again, I know there's a lot of people right now who don't like when I get like that. I know there's a lot of people who don't like when I get mad like that. And I'm sorry if you're one of those people who can't take it. But that's why we are where we are today. Because too many people would not stand up and say that stuff. Moving right along. Let's leave Chicago. And let's go talk about the illegitimate Department of Justice under this illegitimate resident of our White House. I can't believe they did it, folks. I really can't, but they did it. The illegitimate Department of Justice has announced that they will file an appeal on the mask mandate ruling set by that federal judge appointed by President Trump in the great state of Florida because they want to ensure masks on trains and planes will continue so that those moronic liberal communist tweets that I read you yesterday can be satisfied. All of those liberals freaking out out there that you won't wear your mask even though they can wear theirs. They're upset. And the Biden administration can't stand it any longer. So they're going to file an appeal. Talk about a nail in the coffin. This is the stupidest thing the Democratic Party could do. Thank you for us. Thank you to the Republican Party. I mean, it's good news for us. Bad news for them. But what happens in the meantime? Who's in the crosshairs? You, traveling. Your children, traveling. The Biden administration is appealing the mask mandates. On Monday, a U.S. federal judge in Florida, just in case you're living under a rock, ended the insane mask mandates on planes and trains. All of America cheered the news except for brainwashed liberal communist morons who have been so indoctrinated that they think masks are the way of life. Yesterday... The Biden gang said they would appeal the decision based on the CDC's decisions on the masks. If the CDC decides to mandate the masks, the Biden gang will appeal. But last night, it was reported that the CDC was likely to appeal the ruling and petition to keep the mandate. And hence, it was confirmed last night, the Biden administration wants Americans to continue wearing surgical masks on planes and trains and will appeal the judge's ruling. The uh, the Department of Justice filed an appeal that seeks to reverse the judge's recent ruling that ended the nation's mask mandate on public uh, transportation. The CDC and Prevention um, had asked the department to appeal the decision, issuing a statement that said the mandate remains necessary for the health of the public. Even though you'll see Biden wearing it half the time and not wearing it the other half the time. CDC continues to recommend that people wear masks in all indoor public transportation settings. The CDC statement continued, the number one priority is protecting the public health of our nation. Lie, false, fake, fabricated, wrong, political, and utterly stupid. As we have said before, wearing masks is is, uh, most beneficial in crowded or poorly ventilated locations, such as the transportation corridor. Are they too stupid to understand that the CEOs of the airlines, which is a private companies, by the way, told them that it's safer for people inside that plane than it is outside that plane because of the ventilation systems, because of the air filtration uh, systems? Are we not talking about that? Is that just wrong? Were those were those airline CEOs lying about the way that their air, air, their aircrafts are constructed? I don't know. The corrupt and anti-American Biden gang is going after more tyranny, folks. They want masks in place no matter what. They don't work. They never have. They never will. And they will never stop anyone from getting the flu. It is not based in science. It never was. And we'll see where this goes. But politically, this was the stupidest thing they could, have, they could have ever done. Because this is going to destroy them even further. Maybe that's God's plan. I don't know. Long story short, I am never flying on an airplane again if I have to wear a mask. You all know how I feel about it. It'll never happen again, period. If they make you mask back up, I call for a complete boycott of the airline industry 
and make them go bankrupt and destroy them. They want to play stupid games, then they can win stupid prizes. Now, talking about fighting. Well, before we do that, before we talk about fighting and before we go to the next story, I believe that it is imperative, based on how stupid of a move that was by the Department of Justice and the Biden regime. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Again, you're not only hurting the American people, you're not only hurting the airlines, but you're hurting your party. And for that, because you're so incredibly stupid, you will get the dumb, dumb award of the day. Now, I want to move on, if I could, to another fighter, an unlikely fighter, somebody who's been fighting a lot lately, somebody who I've been mentioning a lot lately, somebody I do not agree with on 90% of what she says, but the same thing goes for Elon Musk. And if you fight, I will highlight you fighting. So we're going to do that today. We're going to highlight, once again, Miss Tulsi Gabbard. Because we all know that Tulsi Gabbard has not been lock and step with, the, with the, her Democratic Party at all over these last couple of years. And over these last couple of months, she's really come out and hammered her party for decisions they've made. Her latest statement before the one I'm about to show you was that Governor DeSantis's law, the parental rights law, did not go far enough. While her fellow Democrats are out there screaming to the sky about the don't say gay bill, she's out there saying it should have went all the way to 12th grade. I applaud that. Now, when she was making all these anti-democratic and anti-Biden regime statements, mom jeans Mitt Romney, of all people, came out and called her, what? A traitor. Said that she was, her rhetoric was treasonous and that she was a traitor. Remember when Mitt Romney said that? Now, it wasn't her own Democratic Party that came out and said that. It was people in our party who decided to break their silence and call a Democrat a traitor For agreeing with Republicans. I could not believe it. Well, maybe I could. Long story short, she went on Tucker last night, and she is fighting against Mitt Romney. She is fighting against these woke rhinos and uniparty scumbags, legally sending them cease and desist letters. I want to play this video for you if I could. This was Tulsi Gabbard last night on um, Tucker Carlson talking about this very subject right here. Listen to this. Propaganda wrote Mitt Romney of Utah. Her treasonous lies may well cost lives. Keith Oberman, who is ludicrous but still alive, agreed. He said Tulsi Gabbard is a, quote, Russian asset who belongs in jail. Now, this kind of stuff flies around the Internet all day long, and most people just kind of shrug it off and keep moving. But Tulsi Gabbard doesn't seem like she's going to. She's on the verge of taking legal action against both Mitt Romney and Keith Oberman. We should tell you, you probably know, Tulsi Gabbard is a U.S. Army Reserve officer. She joins, joins us tonight to explain her decision. Congresswoman, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Tucker. Um, so how do you plan to respond to this? Uh, well, first of all, let me, let me say that I, I took an oath. As you mentioned, I still serve in the U.S. Army Reserves today. I'm a lieutenant colonel. And 19 years ago, when I enlisted in the military, I took an oath to support and defend our Constitution. I took that very same oath when I was elected to serve in Congress, where I served for eight years. Senator Mitt Romney has taken that oath, as has every other member of Congress who has had the privilege of serving. And if Mitt Romney had read the Constitution, he would know that treason, the crime that he's accusing me of that is punishable by death, is so serious that our founders deemed it to be the only crime worthy of being defined in our Constitution. And so the situation that we're facing here is a very serious one, not, not because it's about me, but because it has a much bigger impact on our country. When powerful and influential people uh, basically threaten and intimidate people into silence, as Mitt Romney, Keith Olbermann, and others are doing, they're hoping to achieve that effect, that if anybody dares speak out against the government, that if anybody dares to criticize whatever the, the wash, permanent Washington establishment's narrative is, then you will be smeared as a traitorous, uh, you know, treasonous traitor. Um, and frankly, it also, if Mitt Romney is serious, seriously believes that I have committed treason, why hasn't he brought any evidence or brought charges Uh, He clearly doesn't care that there are any consequences or, as I mentioned, he's just trying to intimidate and bully me and others into silence. May I ask a question? So so Mitt Romney famously dodged the war in Vietnam. He's a coward. You serve in the U.S. military, so you you talk to people who also serve and who might be called to fight this war against Russia. 
Of the people you know who are currently serving in the U.S. military, how many believe that raising questions about whether a war with Russia is a good idea constitutes treason? Do a lot of your fellow officers think what you said is treasonous? Not a single person that I know that I've had the privilege of serving with, uh, and even those who I don't know personally, who take this oath to support and defend our Constitution, to be loyal to our country, wearing the uniform, knowing that we can be called to give our lives in service to our country at any time, I'm confident in saying that they would not agree with his accusations. Now, I want to just tell you, folks, again, I don't know how many times I have to say this because I will get emails that go, I can't believe you agree with Tulsi Gabbard. She's a Democrat who wants to, who wants to take away the Second Amendment. Look, I get it. I get it. But I'm going to be the first one to tell you right here. I'm going to look you in the camera, look you in the eyes, and I'm going to tell you, I would vote for Tulsi Gabbard for any elected position if she was up against Mitt Romney. I'm going to tell you that right now. I would literally switch parties to vote for her if she was up against Mitt Romney. I trust her, a Democrat, far more than I trust that scumbag coward Mitt Romney. And when you have diehard conservatives like me saying that they would vote for her over you that calls yourself a Republican, then you know you are doomed in 2024. You are gone you are that much of a loser. Your own party would rather vote for Tulsi Gabbard than you. You loser, Mitt Romney. And I hope and pray that someday I get an opportunity to have a conversation or an interview with Mitt Romney. As a matter of fact, I told you guys that we were making some changes here on Live from America, right? One of those is I think it's about time to invite some Democrats on the show. What do you guys feel about that? If you know anyone running for office, if you know anybody who's an activist, if you know anybody who has the guts to come on a conservative show for any reason whatsoever, and they happen to be a liberal, they happen to call themselves a Democrat, they happen to call themselves a communist, please, please send them my way. We're about to shake things up here. We need to make a change here on Live from America. I never want to become stagnant. I never want to become stale. I never want to become boring. I want to put the word out there the way it needs to be put out there. I want to change minds. I want to argue with people. I want to have debates with people. I want to have aggressive discussions, not nice discussions. I'm talking aggressive discussions with liberals. So please, please, please invite anybody that you know Maybe you're arguing with somebody on social media. Maybe they're a no-name. I don't care. Bring them to Live from America. I'm hungry. I want to eat liberals alive, metaphorically, on this show in proper political discussion. Please, please bring them to me because it's about time to shake things up on this show and it's about time to hit fourth gear. I told you two months ago we were in third gear. Now, fourth gear. New things are coming. Changes are coming to this show. And we're going to put this thing in full throttle going into this midterm season. So if you would like to see some Democrats or some liberals or some communists or just some plain old stupid people who think very differently than we do, please send them my way. I think that would be good for the show. How about you? Now, I do want to tell you this about Tulsi. We're not going to take back this country. We're not going to turn this country around unless... We get help in fighting. And what do I mean by that? We cannot just rely on Republican fighters. We cannot just rely on Trump-supporting fighters. We need to unite. United we stand, divided we fall. We need to unify. And we need fighters who are willing to stand up against this communist regime and the very, very radical ideas of the progressive left from the left and from the middle. We need to pull people that will fight with us and argue with us and fight alongside us against these radical ideas, and we're never going to do it unless we pull people from the center and the left. That's my goal. That is my goal. So I need your help in doing that, okay? We're never going to win unless we start converting people to both logic and Christianity. Now, speaking of people who are fighting, but are fighting a losing battle because of this Republican Party, that we still have to wean, uh, uh, weed people out of. Our own party, folks, is bad news. Our own party is bad 
news. Matter of fact, before we get to that, because I want to spend some actual time on that, let's go to Nevada real quick. Let's come back to that. Let's come back to this Republican Party that we need to clean and cleanse. Let's go to the state of Nevada real quick, because what happens when we fight is we expose. What happens when we fight is that we expose these liars, these evil and corrupt people to the world, and then it falls on people like myself to get it out there and people like you to share it. That's how we've been winning, and that's how we're going to continue to win. And I told you, you can no longer brainwash and indoctrinate for months on end. You can no longer brainwash and indoctrinate uh, for years on end. And it's because of stories like this right here. Nevada County Commissioner has been now accused of destroying evidence amid allegations of a quid pro quo scheme with Democrat Governor Sisolak. A county commissioner in Nevada has been accused of deleting text messages related to an alleged quid pro quo scheme with Democrat Governor Steve Sisolak that drove a developer into bankruptcy. According to recent court filings, Clark County Commissioner Justin Jones conspired with the governor prior to both of them taking office to harm a private company called Gypsum Resources in exchange for a lawsuit being dropped against the county. Jones is now accused of destroying public records in an effort to conceal his improprieties relative to Gypsum. Lawyers for the company are accusing Jones of deleting text messages from the time leading up to a key vote in 2019 that delayed Gypsum's proposed housing project overlooking Red Rock Canyon, which was opposed by environmental activists who happened to be represented in the lawsuit against the county by Jones. Jones, then a candidate for county commissioner, still represented the environmental nonprofit Save Red Rock in late 2018. Sisolak, at the time, was a commissioner running for governor. In a pre-election email in October of 2018, Jones wrote to Sisolak, uh, a a campaign aide, that he could dismiss Red Rock's lawsuit against the county if he would oppose a vote on the project. And that was reported by the Las Vegas Journal. Days later, Sisolak announced his support for delaying any vote until after the election when two new commissioners would be seated, one of whom wound up being Jones. Two weeks after that, Jones and Save Red Rock dropped the lawsuit. So what you have here is a pay-to-play situation. You have people in power literally using their power against private firms and private companies in order to line their pockets and give them what they want. This would not be known if it wasn't for people fighting this fake news. This would not be known if it was not for people dedicated to exposing corruption and exposing illegal activity by people who are put in place that we're supposed to trust. Breitbart noted, if granted, the court could impose significant monetary sanctions against both Jones and Nevada's county clerk, uh, Clark County, given that Clark County recently struggled to make a multi-million dollar bond payment on, all new, on the all-new Raiders stadium amid shortfalls in room tax revenue. The lawsuit could spell financial ruin for the county. Folks, I don't care if they've got an R in front of their name. I don't care if they've got a D or an I in front of their name. You took an oath to the people of this country. You took an oath to the uh, constitution of this country. If you are wrong, if you are evil, if you are corrupt, you deserve to be exposed and you deserve the maximum penalty under law. We are sick and tired of liars. We are sick and tired of cheats. And we are sick and tired of people who want to lie in their own pockets and further their careers over the wishes and the demands of the people that that they're supposed to represent. It's over with. So the people of Nevada, you need to know the truth. And if you live in Clark County, you might want to get involved in this. And I know there's people from Clark County, Nevada, who watch this show. Now, before getting into this GOP problem that I just talked about, I want to bring one more piece of uh, news to your attention. And that is we have more new footage from the ballot drop box harvesting scheme, ladies and gentlemen, that we now know as a completely criminal network to steal elections. You ready for this? 
now coming out of Detroit. And thank you. If it wasn't for people like Real America's Voice News, and if it wasn't for uh, shows like Live from America, this stuff would never get out. It is the job of True the Vote, and it is the job of Real America's Voice News, and it is the job of people like Heather Mullins to dig and dig and dig and get this information to people like me. Then it is my job to get this information to people like you, and it is your job to share the crap out of it until your fingers cramp. That is how we win. Now, you've all seen the footage from Fulton County, Georgia. You've all seen the footage from Philadelphia. You've seen the footage from Wisconsin of these Dropbox ballot crime syndicate uh, activists taking stacks of ballots and dumping them into drop boxes. What you're about to see right now comes out of Michigan, out of Detroit, where it has been released. The footage has been released of a woman signing multiple ballots, a felony, by the way, before dropping them into the drop box, the absentee ballot drop box. Again, this will all be used as footage once we put these people behind bars. Here's footage from Detroit um, where you're going to see the same thing you've been seeing all over these swing states. Check this out. There. Um, Patty, did we want to show that footage? We're running out of time. We had we, we went through – We Patty has a team – well, we, we, we have a team that we put together in Michigan, uh, some uh, wonderful activists and uh, citizens who wanted to get involved. And of course, uh, you know how much footage we have. Um, and you have uh, even more, I believe, from the Detroit area. And we had uh, people look through some of this footage and we, we found a few things. We just wanted to share a couple things with you. Um, if Yay. that's all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before before we do that, I just want to recognize this group. There, um, the name of the group is M C Four E I, and this group of people have been not only working together since after the election, but they were actually working uh, several months before the election, the twenty twenty election, and they've uncovered incredible, incredible um, details related to voter fraud. And so um, when Jim got the footage. These were the first people that we thought of. Um, Phil Halloran, Joe Brandis, Dr. Becky Behrens, and um, Lori Skiba is a new addition to the group. Um, So we want to recognize these people because they've been spending um, weeks. This is just a discussion. I want to try to get to the point where they actually shows the woman doing what she did. So if you just give me a second here. I got the footage. It's right here it's going to be about two three pieces of video footage uh compiled together but let's go ahead and play the play that part here we go the woman in the car okay (laughs) patty you want to describe that well yeah so this woman is uh delivering a stack of ballots and the person behind her rolls down the window and hands her a ballot to put in the ballot box with her stack and then she goes back to her car with the stack of ballots again and I think at that point she realized that the ballots were not signed. And so you're going to watch her sign each ballot in the, in the vehicle. <laughs> and she signs them and then puts them on the dashboard individually. First she searches for a pen and takes a second. But we've got this speeded up so you can see. But, yeah, so she's signing. And, and when it's slowed down, you can see the pen in her hand when she reaches up and puts the ballot on the dashboard each time. That is awesome. Yeah, so oh, she's that's man. it. You guys are yeah. you guys Good find. Good find. That's yeah, they, they did a great, great job. Fun. They did a great job finding this. And as you can yes. see, there it is right there. And they did a close-up with the camera. The footage is very clear. There she goes, right to the Dropbox. So uh, mission accomplished. Unbelievable. Yeah. And what's interesting, when the video is, is, is a little bit slower in normal speed, you can see that she, as she's approaching the Dropbox, I think she realizes the camera's there, not knowing the camera's on her vehicle the whole time. And she pulls her mask up as she goes to put the ballots in the Dropbox. But unfortunately, I don't think she realized that the camera, the, the, the cameras are just great. And so- now, again, ladies and gentlemen, we don't expect the people in charge in Michigan to do anything about this. Matter of fact, we don't expect anybody anywhere right now to do anything about this. I've said it before and I'll say it again. All of this is evidence for when we can do something about it. And then we are going to destroy these people's lives, period, for what they did to America. Now, I just wanted to show you that footage so you had that footage of her actually filling out ballots because the scheme is bigger than we all know, all right? And big shout-out to Catherine Engelbrecht. Big shout-out to True the Vote. Big shout-out to Heather Mullins. RAV, they're all working. Big shout-out to Dinesh D'Souza, 2,000 Mules, everybody. It's a collective effort. All of us are working together. 
to get more and more evidence out. Again, we don't expect the losers in charge to do anything now, but I promise you, we will do something about this. Now, I have two stories for you. I know we're running over time, but please stay with me because you're going to want to hear these stories. When I told you we're up against a very, very corrupt Republican Party, folks, I do not say that lightly. As a matter of fact, these people might be more corrupt than the Democrats. I am not kidding you. These people are sick. They're sick in the head. They need to be taken out. I'm not talking about physically or killed. I'm talking about politically. You know what I mean. But let's get to the story because this one comes out of Tennessee. And this is how corrupt and disgusting the GOP and the Republican Party is nationwide. Tennessee Republicans have now removed... President Trump's house pick. Her name is Morgan Ortegas, as well as Robbie Starbuck from the state's primary ballot. They're trying to do the same thing with Candace Taylor. We need to fight, fight, fight. It looks like the good old boys in the great state of Tennessee do not want outsiders taking their cake. The state passed a law that prevents outsiders from running for U.S. House if they have not lived in the state for three years. Tennessee Republicans changed the law, which prevented President Trump's pick for the House in the state from qualifying for office. A Trump-backed congressional candidate in Tennessee's primary race was booted from the ballot after the local GOP voted to remove her because she's only, she only just moved to the state. Morgan Ortegas served as the State Department spokesman. I know you guys have seen her. She's a very, very intelligent woman under President Donald J. Trump and is currently a Navy Reserves officer. She was running to represent the district that encompasses Nashville, but is now unlikely to be able to continue her effort. Trump endorsed Ortegas in her bid to represent Tennessee's 5th Congressional District. She is going to fight this, and I hope she wins. Quote, President Trump believes I'm the best person to fight for his America first agenda in Middle Tennessee in Congress. And I am working hard to ensure that my fellow Tennesseans, including the Tennessee GOP SEC members, understand why Ortega said in a statement on the decision to remove her. As I've said all along, I believe the voters in Middle Tennessee should pick their representatives, not the establishment party insiders. Our team is evaluating the options before us. She will fight. And so will President Trump. The problem here is the Republican Party. Now you see why I have so much animosity towards our Republican Party here in New Hampshire who loves to pucker up their lips and kiss the behind of Chris Sununu. Chris Sununu is a gutless rhino coward, period. I do not want him as governor. I would rather have a Democrat be governor of this, of this state until we get a prominent good Republican to run for governor. That is not me. I'm not putting my name out there. There are plenty more qualified people in this state to run for governor than I am. I don't think I'll ever have a position like that. I will be a representative of the people, though. That will happen. I will win representative of this, of this state. And then I will go on and probably run for U.S. Congress after that. Long story short, I am tired of weak-minded, spineless, coward Republicans. And my governor's one of them. My governor's one of them. And we're going to remove each and every one of you. Now, I want to end the show on a happy and light note. I want to end the show with a great love story, a great American love story, concerning a Purple Heart recipient who lost both of his legs during deployment, but yet ends up getting his dream wedding to not only somebody that he loves very much, but his high school sweetheart. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pop up the picture, if we can, of them when they were in high school. This is them when they were in high school. What a beautiful picture. What a beautiful, wonderful picture. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is them getting to have their dream wedding Check it out. What a great picture. What a great, beautiful picture of a great American family. And I'm so happy that they got to have their dream wedding. Let's go ahead and read the story because the story is better than the pictures, folks. A two-time Purple Heart medal recipient and his high school sweetheart, who've been married for the last seven years, received the wedding they've always dreamed of. Through the old McMickery's Farm Mission I Do program, Ivan and Sarah Sears not only got the beautiful ceremony they've longed for, but the farm also arranged for a surprise to honor Ivan with a full dress blue Marine Corps uh, sword arc ceremony, according to a statement by the farm. 
Ivan and Sarah's love story first sparked when they met as teenagers in high school. They both, uh, though both of them clo- uh, chose different paths, with Ivan heading to the Marine Corps and Sarah continuing college, they stayed in touch and supported each other during their stressful days. Quote, we were both going to go through a lot at the same time. One day while Sarah was on her way to work, she received a call from Ivan, who was deployed in Afghanistan, stating that he had been left injured by shrapnel in a blast. Though she was swerving while driving on hearing the shocking news, she was touched that he thought of calling her first. During the end of the deployment in Afghanistan, Ivan was faced with yet another injury where he lost both legs in an IED explosion. Sarah learned of his devastating news on social media. Ivan was still on active duty at the time, received two Purple Hearts, and headed home to Texas where he began his rehabilitation for the next two years. During this time, Sarah and Ivan's friendship blossomed as Sarah played a huge role in his recovery. They both became each other's rock as they could talk to each other about anything. After his long recovery, they ended up getting married. And seven years later, this farm gave them the wedding of their dreams where they got to renew their vows and have the wedding of their dreams. That is, if that is not a great American story, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what is. I don't know what brought me to bring that story today. I don't know what thought made me think of this story and bring this to you or what put this story in front of my face. But I got to say, this is a beautiful, wonderful world. And we spend hours and hours a day talking about the bad of this country. And we don't spend enough time talking about the good of this country. So, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to leave you with that today. God bless each and every one of you. If that brought a tear to your eye, it did mine as well. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you to those who donated this morning through Rumble Rants. We've got Top Shot, who said she loves the show. Maybe it's a he, I'm not sure. Donated $100. God bless you. Miranda Dolan donated 10 I want to thank you guys for your kindness, your love, and your compassion. I will see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep a smile on your face. Love this country. Fight for this country. Spread the gospel and keep your families close. God bless each and every one of you, and we'll see you tonight. Bye-bye. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.